2: Well, we got another edition of the Gruppetto Report here. Rick, uh missed you. You've been away at some exciting cycling events.
1: You know, it was a, it was a lot of fun, George, and uh, I missed being able to chat with you. But I, I did have an outstanding time in Richmond, Virginia for the UCI Road and Time Trial World Championships. You know, seeing uh, seeing the event in person uh, really opened my eyes as to what the U.S. can offer the world in, in the in the realm of cycling i i believe and i, f- I firmly believe that we can do more I, you know i i know that may be a little cheesy but i i firmly believe that we can we can host more things like this
2: i'm just complimented that you said you missed chatting with me while you were at the <laughs> world championships
1: and i listened to your report uh that you did with dave toll and i saw him when when uh we were working up in the USA Cycling uh, tent up on Libby Hill. You know, he stopped by a couple of times when he had the chance. He was very, very busy. Uh, and he's, he had a lot of fun up there calling the, calling oh, the race. To, it yeah. Sounded like
2: it. Yeah. How about it, you? Was that a good experience? It had to be. But you were out there working. You had to be exhausted. Would it have been more fun if you'd just been a spectator?
1: Well, I think it would have been fun in a different way. I mean, I I just, you know me, George, I love talking to people and that's just one of the things that's really core about me. So I I got to meet and talk to a lot of people. For those of you out there who may not know, I work for a clothing company that is a provider to USA Cycling. So I worked in the USA Cycling booths, both in the Expo Center uh, at the Fan Fest and up on Libby Hill. So I really got, got a chance to meet a lot of people from all over the world because we didn't just have USA Cycling fans come by. We had people come in from, come in from Belgium. We had people come in from the Netherlands. We had people come in from uh, Norway. Uh, you know, it just in Denmark. So it, it just was a lot of fun talking to so many different people from so many different cultures who were just excited to be in the U.S. and in Richmond. And I have to say, the food scene and the beer scene in Richmond blew my mind. I grew up in DC, used to go to Richmond a bit. It's nothing like it was 10 years ago. It's completely different.
2: Now, what was your impression of how Richmond did in putting on this event?
1: I think Richmond did a fantastic job. I mean, you know, there's always going to be some growing pains. And I think a lot of the locals uh, uh, probably didn't expect the amount of people that showed up. So traffic was a a little bit, uh, a little bit sketchy at times. But you know it's the east coast it's on i ninety five so the traffic's always gonna be a little bit not great you know so i'm I may be playing that down just a little bit it it's the traffic in on on that whole eastern seaboard area can be absolutely horrendous it's think uh think i thirty or think highway thirty six in the morning into boulder in construction but ten times worse
2: racing that you watched what specifically grabbed you? Uh, in all of the fields, what which what are some moments that really stood out to you?
1: Uh, you know, the so much of it really because the the dedication that it took to compete in the first bit was was pretty warm, you know. So it it, it was amazing to to see the time trial and, and just to see how much. These kids. I'm speaking spe- specifically about the juniors now. They just drilled it. And, and watching Chloe and Emma, and 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 the boys, you know that they, they. It was just incredible to see them do so well. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Now on Libby Hill, I, I think a lot of people underestimated how hard those cobbles were going to be on Libby Hill and 23rd Street. Because when you have to do that 16 times as a guy, and I think it was 10 times for the ladies and uh, six times for the juniors, I think that's what it was, or six or, or four, once is hard enough. To do it repetitively is incredibly difficult. It's. it's didn't it not rain? Easy. It, you know, for the juniors, I've, one day it did, it, it got a little wet. And, you know, that that changes the race. It really does. It the rain on the final day held off for the men. Oh, it did yeah. I think it sprinkled a little bit on some parts of the course, but uh, on Libby Hill, it didn't. It didn't. No, I was just thinking, wet cobbles after.
2: had to be a real treat.
1: <sighs> well, you know, and and a lot of those cobbles are new. If they had been older and had some moss growing on them, it would have been insanity. It was bad enough as it was, but it was a lot of fun to watch the dedication and watch. Uh, the effort that was being put in and to see Taylor and to see Ben, who's a local kid racing on those streets that he grew up riding on, you know, to see him out there and to see, to see Ben specifically out there in the break early, every time coming up Libby Hill was just, it was inspiring to me.
2: Energy from the crowd. What was that like?
1: The crowd was amazing. Uh, You know, Again, working the booth, I didn't get to go down into the bowl of Libby Hill that much. But I got to go over there and just check it out every now and then. And every time I went over there, it just swelled more and more. Both Saturday and Sunday for, for the elite races, the crowd was fantastic. Really. It was amazing. And, and if you didn't go, I'm sorry that you missed it. But it was one of those things that was once in a lifetime, I think. Unfortunately, I hope we get it back.
2: Now were you surprised by how many people from different countries came up uh to visit you at the booth?
1: Uh yeah, I mean, you know, having the USA stuff in the booth uh it surprised me a little bit, but when you you start talking to them, they they really express their love of the US. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that uh, these days that the US may not be uh that adored, but there were a lot of people who came up who just, hey, we love the USA. It's great. You know, we really appreciate everybody being so friendly. You know, it, plus it's the South. So my mom is from the South. You know, everybody's friendly in the South. That's just the way it is down there.
2: What was a typical day for you?
1: <laughs> well, it, it depends. Or were there typical days? No, there wasn't because, uh, you know, it just really depended on on what the schedule was. Things changed. You know, there was no racing on Thursday. So we still had to be... In the USA Cycling booth in uh, in the the convention center, and it was, you know, we expected it to be a pretty light day because there was no racing. We got jammed. Huge crowds came came through. Uh, we had an autograph session, so that you know that brought some some crowds in, and it was a lot of fun having the riders come in and do autograph sessions in the people
2: could go by and get your autograph. Sure.
0: Not my autograph. Nobody wants my autograph. Uh,
1: Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had riders that would come in and and do autographs. You know, it was, it was great to have, you know, they would typically we would have them the day after that. They, they, if they meddled, they would come in the, the day after because you don't really want them to spend time sitting down. They need to go put their feet up and relax after a, after an effort,
2: now did you have some of the juniors come in, and so you really gave exposure to every sure we division had, that was out. That's great. Yep. We
1: had all three junior women come in, not
2: just superstars. Yep.
1: Yep. So we had Emma and Chloe both come in after their uh, spectacular time I'd trials. I have to say
2: they're superstars now.
1: Incredible. <laughs> and and Emma, you know, I know we're going to talk about cross in a minute, but Emma is doing a spectacular job in both cross. And road and time trial, so she is a shining star for U.S. cycling on the on the horizon. Uh, and and Chloe, I mean, really, she just went out there in both the road race and the time trial. She really did a fantastic job, and it was it was a lot of fun to see both the 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 young ladies and and the young men do so well. And the the vantage point that we had for the U.S.A. cycling booth. Up on Libby Hill is we could see them as they crested the top of Libby Hill. They'd go around a corner and then they would come back in the straightaway heading towards 23, 23rd Street. And to see, see them, the leading groups, come around and turning onto that street to head to 23rd. It was just, you could just see the determination and, and the effort showing on their face. It was a lot of fun.
2: How long were your days?
1: Well, in reality, it wasn't that bad. Well, when you're standing on your feet, hours, yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to go there. Um, you know, we we would start manning the booth uh, typically around, especially up on Libby Hill, we'd man it from nine to about four because the races would finish, and you know we wanted to get over to the expo because the expo would stay open until six. So, you so actually so did went. have
2: some time to have fun, and
1: well, we know? would go to dinner every night. Yeah, that was and Again, that's what I'm saying about the food scene there. If anybody listening to this lives anywhere on the, the eastern seaboard, I, I highly recommend taking your bike to Richmond and riding the Richmond roads. Uh, it's, it's a really, really beautiful area. And, and plus they have a new path that goes from downtown Richmond out to Jamestown, you know, the f- first settlement in North America. For mm, settlement. of
2: course my head went to jamestown
1: no not here jamestown right. here which oh that's a painful ride if you've never ridden it uh it's it's a beautiful beautiful path it used to be a, to- uh, a toe a token and they filled it paved it and it's just gorgeous Wow, huh. it's a hot it's it's you know it's it's nice and the roads the drivers around there very friendly didn't really have any bad interactions with any of the drivers they all waved and I think there were. I think the locals that I, I read some negative stuff on the internet before I got there about people not wanting worlds to come in, and every local Richmonder that I talked to loved this whole thing because I think they got it. Once it started happening, they got it.
2: Your enthusiasm is just infectious. It's great to see you. <laughs> I'm a couple of weeks after the event, still so pumped about it.
1: Well, you know we had a great time. I mean everybody from where i work we we had a fantastic time there it's uh It, it was just a lot of it was a lot of hard work i mean yes I, I'm making it sound like it was oh fun. It was a lot of hard work i mean we we when you're when you're working in a booth and you have thousands of people coming through every day it's a lot of hard work, but if you enjoy what you're doing, that makes it all easy.
2: Was this a perk that you thought you
1: might get when you joined Quarry? Uh, yeah, I was hoping to be able to go to worlds, you know, uh, I'll be honest, because it was, it was, uh, on my radar for sure, because the last time we had it in the States was 86, 86. in Colorado Springs. I didn't get to go to that one. Come
2: Cause on. you were what? Two.
1: No, it was in high school. Oh, okay. God, George. <laughs>
2: You look so much younger than me.
1: <laughs> uh, well, see, I was in high school, and uh, I was weird. in high school in in Maryland, and uh, it just it just didn't work out. And one of the things I re- once I knew it was coming here, and once I knew that I was working with Corey, it's I really wanted to make the effort to be able to go to Richmond, and just to see the difference and the, how the city embraced it. It just it was it was incredible, and and to see so many cyclists out there that you know. Ran into Bob Rule in in the expo center, and we were talking a little bit. And he went on several of these group rides out there. It was a lot of fun. I knew a lot of people who went on these group rides. Carrytown uh, Bicycles is one of the local shops there, and they host they hosted group rides every single morning. And the Corey Crew tried to make it, but we got caught in traffic and we didn't get there in time. So we went on our own little Corey Crew ride. So
2: you did get to ride your bike some.
1: I got to ride my bike once, once at, at in Richmond, but you know it was a work trip. To be completely frank about it, we brought our bikes as a, kind of an aside. Hopefully, we'd we'll be able to ride. We didn't really know what the structure of the schedule was going to be like before we got there exactly. So we, you know, we had hoped that we'd be able to get to ride maybe after work, but we saw some rain, you know, and and work lasted a little bit longer than I think we planned on
2: groupetta report from our old stage studios here in boulder colorado with rick tillery uh we are going to be getting into cyclocross here in just a moment but uh rick i kind of like to find out a little bit about you and have our listeners find out who you are oh boy okay we can stop right there (laughs) no i'm kidding we know you're a boy
1: uh i am a guy yes uh Boy, I think I've passed that 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 term a long, long time ago.
2: But I met you uh, when I was doing a just like butter show at Ruben's Burger Bistro. Um, Michael and I were talking about power meters. You happened to be there and joined us, and your information on the topic was incredible. And so, you know, we started talking and brought you in to have our own show. How did you get involved in, in bicycles and why so much enthusiasm, not just for the world, but about cycling?
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
1: well, I I I've been riding bikes since I was a little kid. You know, I've never I was never really a racer. Um, I did BMX a little bit, uh, and I've done <clears throat> most recently, <clears throat> excuse me, cyclocross. But uh, I just enjoy riding. You know, I think it it gives you that sense of freedom when you can clip in and just start cranking on the pedals, and you don't have to worry about oh car insurance. You don't have to worry about oh fill in the tank. You don't have to worry about any of that. You, I mean, you, I guess you do have to fill the tank. You have to fill your stomach, but it, it's one of those things where you get out and I know it's cliche, but you feel the wind in your hair. Even if you have a helmet on, which I personally recommend, just one of those things, you know, uh, having, yes, we, having we, crashed, <laughs> I, I recommend the helmet. Um, it just, I love it. It just, you feel, you get out there and you feel alive. Even if, you know, you're on a busy road, it's, you still feel alive, and so I, I just I love I love all aspects of cycling, not just competitive cycling, which I do love, but it's it's just the whole the whole uh, the whole world of it.
2: Why is so much interest in the knowledge about bikes and power and?
1: Well, for me, it's you know, you know this. Some people out there may. Uh, I'm a former TV news anchor and reporter, so research and investigation is just one of those things that comes as second nature to me. So if I read something and it piques my interest, I'm gonna to go to read more and read more and read more. So I try and learn as much about a subject as possible because when I was in TV, you had to essentially become a mini expert every day on a different subject. You know, you'd have to find out every piece and nook and cranny of information about about that story that you're doing that day hopefully before you went out and did your interviews so you could ask intelligent questions of your interview subjects and then put a cognizant story together when you had gotten back to the station and, and make it all a coherent news story. So I just, I love learning. So I, I just, I learn. I'm not a engineer and I know that I don't I'm never going to be an engineer. I'm, I'm a journalist. I trade and skills. So I just try and understand it from a layman's perspective. That's I, one
2: of the things I love about talking with Dave Toll. You mentioned a name and he knows that person. I think that's what makes him part of what makes him such a great announcer. He knows
1: the Peloton. He is an amazing resource. He, he his, his recall is incredible. You know, but he's been around doing this for so long. You know, it's, it's, he, he's he's invaluable i think to 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 oh, he's to made it a craft absolutely you know absolutely and he loves it he he he's extremely passionate and and i think that that shows in his work you know he's he loves it and he puts it all out there he loses his voice pretty much every day because but, he loves it so much i mean
2: that's another reason though yeah. that I like having you on as a co-host of this show because
1: you're very
2: knowledgeable again we can bring up a topic and you know what you're talking about.
1: Well, again, I think that goes back to doing research. You know, I, if I have downtime somewhere, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do as much research as I possibly can, just because I don't want to be caught out. I guess that's just one of the things that kind of goes back to that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be caught out not knowing something.
2: Well, let's transition to a different topic. How about cyclocross?
1: cyclocross is you know uh, anything about that i know a little bit about cyclocross uh like i said i used to race it a little bit um not much not not really that good but it's a lot of fun uh i think you know you, you can go two ways with cyclocross you can go at it very seriously and be dedicated and you know that's winning is the main goal um I guess three
2: ways. That just doesn't seem like why it's become so popular, though. No, nope, no. Nope. It's fun. It's social. It's, you can bring the kids out there and have them race. I,
1: I, think that's, I think that's why it's gotten so popular. And I think it's, I read somewhere that it's the fast, fastest growing genre within cycling because, and I, I firmly believe that it's because of that right there. You know, you can bring the entire family out, you know, and I think this is where it differs from, say, softball or soccer. Or something like that. You can take the whole family to a cyclocross race weekend, and everyone in that family can participate. Where you go to softball, you know, you're not going to have a softball Let's watch tournament. Dad.
2: What's that? <laughs> Let's watch dad. Exactly. Well, exactly. Let's <laughs> sit here and
1: watch dad play softball, or watch the kids play softball or soccer. You know, they're not going to be out there competing on the same course for the most part as as the adults. And I think that's, I think that's just awesome. You know, it's just seeing the little kids out there showing how much they love getting dirty and, and challenging themselves is, is, is incredible. You know, I I saw some photos from Cross of the North this past weekend and some photos from some races back East where these little kids, like four and five year old kids are out there racing. And it's just it's amazing to see the joy, probably mixed in with some pain, but joy for the most part in carrying their bikes upstairs. Kristen Weber's kid, she—I mean, you know—I th- I think that's the video that I saw from this past weekend, carrying her bike just crushing up the stairs. That was amazing. I loved it. But to see this, i mean, don't you love this kind of stuff? I know you're passionate about this too.
2: Yeah, I just have to tone it down. <laughs> Why
1: are you laughing? (laughs) You know, it's. I I think. I think a lot of people are passionate about it, and I think a lot of people are are probably as enthusiastic as I am about it. I just, you know, it's so spectator friendly. Yes, and that's I think another uh, another huge huge bonus for it. And I think as the popularity begins continues to grow with the participants. I hope that as more maybe non-participants learn about it and can come in and just say, wow, that's actually pretty fun to watch. I hope that grows. And I and I hope, you know, some of it will translate to maybe more participants. But I, I hope the spectator part of it grows to, to bring in people like it is in Europe. And, and I, I'm not saying it's ever going to get to be like it is in Belgium. Because that's just, a, it's a different world over there. They don't have the plethora of, of sports that we do here,
2: but, but go to Portland or
1: Seattle, (laughs) (laughs) go to Portland to a cross crusade race, you know, it's, uh,
2: and then you go to Seattle the next day and it's just as crowded up there with the same people.
1: Yeah. Well, you, mm, yes and no, you, you, Mm. you don't, I, you don't get a lot of the same Portland people that going up to going up to Seattle. There's a, you lived in Portland, you know about the rivalry between Portland oh, and Seattle. Yeah. It's it's pretty fierce. It's in Hood River. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people who've never lived in the Northwest don't know about how <laughs> how much people. I don't want to say hate because that's a really strong word, and it's not. It's like a it's like a fake hate. You know, it's the the Seattle people come down and race one of the cross crusade races, and they get heckled and it's not mean and and there if if my friends are listening up there they know they know exactly they who i'm talking about <laughs> and they know they know which teams i'm talking about so it's it's pretty funny to see the whole seattle crew come down sally and uh <laughs> come down and, and and race and take on the single speeds and uh it's it's if you've never seen a cross crusade race, you you got to go out there. It's something else.
2: Now Boulder had the national championships winner of 2014, and uh, we've got a UCI race coming up. Why do you think this influx in Boulder of cyclocross?
1: Well, you know, I I, I firmly believe that having a, a it's not necessarily a dedicated venue to cyclocross, but it because it's it's all sports. You know, you know, right. Velmont Velmont Bike Park. You can take a mountain bike. I've taken road bikes out there. On, on parts of the cross course. and I, But I think having a dedicated bike park really just makes it that much easier to bring events like this in. Because you're not having to close down a community park. You're not having to fight with a local municipality over permits and things like that. That's what this was built for. And I, I, f- I firmly believe that I think we're going to see more and more things like this pop up. There's a new bike park going in. I don't know if it's – I moved away from the Rogue Valley in Oregon a little while ago, but they were working on a bike park there. You know, Portland, they have Alpenrose, which is, you know, it's it's a, a – technically it's a dairy, it's a park, it's a city park, but right. it's, it's a velodrome. They use it a lot for cycling events. Right. I think we're going to see more things like this because I think municipalities and, and local governments will start to see the value behind it. Richmond. I mean, I, I, I think that, that Cross in Richmond is going to take off after seeing the worlds there because they see how valuable the worlds or the cycling community can be. A lot of people came to town. A lot of people came to town and spent a lot of money. In local restaurants, bars, coffee shops. I know because we were some of them. You did as well. (laughs) And I saw, you know, we saw a lot of people there who, you know, were wearing their country's flags or caps or whatever at restaurants away from the race.
2: So UCI designation for a cross race. What's that mean to the promoter? What's that mean to the community here? You Uh, think it's going to bring in a lot more people with that designation?
1: I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's it's there. There's a lot of UCI races uh, out there now in the U.S. I, I think what eight. Yeah, I think eight. Uh, so that's. I think this is a, is this a C two? I'm, I'm not that sure. I, I can't. Remember. I'm not sure. So uh, I I, th- I think it's gonna be interesting to see what it does. I, I don't. I, my hope is that it brings in some talent from the coasts um the problem is is going to be travel expenses i mean we're we're a long way you know it's yeah. you know it's not like people are flying from boston to la but it's still a pretty good distance and it's it's too it's too far to drive for a weekend so hopefully hopefully it it works out for the promoters uh it it would be great to see some crowds out there i, I don't know that it's going to be a huge draw crowd wise for people outside of the area, mm-hmm. I think it will be a, a a good incentive for a lot of people to come from the region.
2: Well, Rick, are you planning on being out there?
1: Uh, yes, I'm not going to be racing. Uh, sadly, um, your co-host for Butter Hour... Uh, we did. Mr. The, Robson Mr. is going to have a team out there. <laughs> uh, my my bike. Uh, he's going to kill me. My bike is still in bad shape from the Butter Gold ride back in uh, the spring. Uh, oh. Yeah, Shh. yeah. Well, hopefully he won't listen to this episode. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll just have to send him an email. <laughs> oh, thanks. Appreciate that. George. No, I won't do that. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I would like to check in with you possibly from the course. Sure. Yep. Uh, have you check in and uh if we can work out the time i want to have a gruppetto report next week so we can talk about uh the the cyclocross race going on this weekend
1: well hopefully what i my plan is is i'm gonna go out there and maybe i'll get a couple of uh you know interviews from the field mm-hmm. and we can incorporate that into next week's uh next week's show
2: that'd be great
1: you know i know we missed one. Uh, the main reason was was not necessarily me being in Richmond. Uh, the final day, uh, yours truly may have cheered a little too hard. Um, no, the final two days, to be completely honest, uh, I didn't really have much of a voice by the time Richmond was over with. Uh, my my getting onto the train um, to DC on that Monday morning was a little rough, a little rough. But you know we've recovered. Not sore anymore. Voice is back. All good to go.
2: We'll know how loud you've been yelling at the U.S. Open of (laughs) (laughs) Cyclocross. I
1: think I'm going to try and restrain myself a little bit.
2: Rick, always a pleasure.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
2: Grupeto Report from the Old Stage Studios here in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Rick Dillery.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.